as you're making your way back to your chairs, you can grab a Bible off of that, uh, off of that thingamabobby, off the, the book rack in the back. Thank you, Sophia. And thank you, for Richie, Richie, for saying yeah um, to God's call. And I love what he said about he's not going to. That's awesome. He's not doing, it's not, to, it's not to give back, it's actually to get and to, yeah, that's good. I could sit down right now, you've been worshiping and I've been just, it's so, it's like a healing balm to just lift up the Lord higher than yourself. It's so good. Um, we're going to study Romans, let's study Romans. Let's open our Bibles up and if you have one of these, and these are free by the way in the back. If, I'm all about free stuff, and I don't know why more people haven't taken these. But uh, there's free Bibles in the back, and if you don't own a Bible, I highly suggest you grab one. You write in it, and you get to know God, because this is this is an amazing book right here. It says it says within it that it's alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts between bone and marrow. It can go to your soul, and God can speak to you. I don't know. Have you ever had that happen? When you're opening the Bible and you've read something and it, it felt like God had just wrote it for you that day. And anyway, it's cool. Um, I'm gonna, let's read Romans. Romans chapter 6. And we're going to start with verse 1. And I think we're going to end. I'll, well, I'll just end when I end. Okay. What, are they, what, are, what then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a, in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Whoever who has, for whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ... We believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him or her. The death, he or she died, he or she died once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And in this tradition, I say, this is the word of the Lord. And you respond, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We, last time I preached, it was a couple weeks ago. It was before family camp. And I preached a couple. And then we, were, we prepared our heart. And I, I, I said, I did a sermon called, Here Comes the Boom. And I was talking about getting ready for the Holy Spirit. And just opening yourself up to receive the Holy Spirit. And then on Pentecost, I, I taught about the she-fire. The Holy Spirit that, that wipes through, the, that, that cruises into our, into our lives and into this place and makes us a church. And then 
I'm going to preach today, and I'll tell you what that's about in a second. Well, you could probably guess because I just read it. And then we're going to be going into the summer. 10 at 10 starts next week. And we're going to, that means 10 service at 10 o'clock. So if you show up here at 9, you know, you'll just, I guess you'll read the Bible until 10. Or, you know, you just relax and kind of hang out. Uh, because it'll start at 10. We have 10 services starting at 10. So it's more relaxed. It's fun. Summer. Summer. Yeah. Well, we're going to be studying the fruit of the Spirit. So we've received the Spirit. And we said, yeah, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, make our lives different. When I gave us some tips, what makes you a spiritual person? You talk about the Spirit a lot. Who's doing the power? The Holy Spirit. All we do is receive. All we have to do is receive. All we have to do is open our hands up, open our lives up and say, come. Holy Spirit does the rest. And then we're going to walk through, what does that look like? What does living in the Spirit look like? How do you know if somebody's living in the Spirit? How do you know if Richard's living in the Spirit? And you look at their fruit, you look at their life. Sorry I'm spitting a lot. It's because I had a coffee and it's real dry. Plus these hot lamps, dude, what is this? Okay, I'm a large man. Let's pause for a second. Okay. We're pausing in between receiving the Spirit and learning about how to live in the Spirit. I'm going to talk a little bit about today what Paul says, who we are in Christ. We're looking in a mirror. And if you say, yes, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. What what does that mean? Who am I? Like what, what do I look like? And in the, in the context of this book, Paul's wrote this, written this letter. It's later in Paul's life. And so he's, he's, and he was a brilliant guy. Most scholars say whether he was a Christian or non-Christian, it doesn't matter. He would have been famous because he was just an amazingly smart person. And this is later in his life, and he's writing this letter to Rome. And this is the first book, like theology book. That ever existed in like New Testament. Like, this is Paul's view of basic Christianity. Paul's view of God. And he starts off and he says, you know what? Everybody thinks that they're all awesome. And they go to church and they get dressed up. And there's a, there's a truth out there that most people don't like to talk about. It's that we're all messed up. Me, you, Everybody. And he says, you know, the, the Jewish nation, they're trying to work their way into heaven. And these Greek people, they're trying to think their way into heaven. And they're trying to think their way into true life. And then he, he, in, in chapter 3, it's famous. He says, there's not one single righteous person in the world. We've all sinned. We've all messed up. But then he says, there's good news. God's in the business forgiving sinful people. God's in the business of loving people further than they can sin. And then he goes into how Jesus was the ultimate. He's, he's, he's the ultimate. He's the ultimate man because he, he was God fully enfleshed in man. He's the ultimate uh, human. You know, he's, he's the ultimate middle road. He's the ultimate. He's to be praised. And he says, Jesus, Adam, Adam brought the whole world into sin, but Jesus was the second Adam. 
Jesus was the second Adam. He showed up on the scene. And just like Adam bringing the whole world into sin, Jesus walked into sin and said, death can't hold me. The grave can't hide me. I'm walking out of this place. And he rose from the dead. And he, he was more than the first Adam in that he was able to conquer death. He was able to conquer sin. He was, he was able to forgive the unforgivable. And so Paul's just right on the heels of that. He's get, Paul's famous for like having these long sentences. English, English teachers hate him. Because he's like, he doesn't punctuate. He just, just starts saying stuff. There's, there's times that he has like paragraphs. It's, it's one sentence. And, but, what, what? It's totally grammatically incorrect. But he just keeps going. He gets all fired up. And this is right in the middle of one of those. He's like, seriously, Jesus is so, so good. And then he brings up a question. He brings up a question. And as a pastor... I've been, you know, working in the church since 1994. I started volunteering and then I started getting paid for it in 1990. Did I say 94? Yeah, 97 is when I started getting paid for it. The most asked question to me. This is the most, this is everybody. I get asked this at least once a month. All those years. I don't know if anybody's a math major. That's a lot of times. They just keep asking me. People keep asking me this question. Okay. Since we, don't, we can't earn our way into heaven. And it's just a free gift. Why don't I just keep sinning? What, that, that doesn't make any sense, Jay. Works, works salvation, it makes sense. And the whole world works like works salvation. You get what you earn. Raise yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to get it done. You got to wake up and you got to do it. And if God is the only voice that's not saying that, why the heck should I listen to it? Why should I just, why shouldn't I just keep on sinning and just say, then I'll understand, man, God loves me so much. Man, I'm a crazy sinner. Like I just, I kept running in the sin direction, man. He keeps forgiving me. He's like, awesome. Yeah, this is, I, why don't I sin so that grace may abound more? Why don't I sin so grace may abound more? And then Paul, classic Paul. It's just like classic Jesus. Classic Jesus does this too all the time. He said, if your answer, he, he, he kind of pre, like you have to read him between the lines. But if he says, if you're stating that question, you don't get it. You don't understand. I just told you who you are. And you're asking a question about whether I should sin, sin more. Who in here has examples of times when you've been asking the wrong question? Just beating your head over, over and over and not looking at it the right way. The other day I came home and my wife said, I can't get the training wheels onto the bike. Because she had bought this bike for Elsie and these training wheels. And she said, I need to get new bolts. Or new nuts to go onto these bolts. Because the, these, these, these ones that are on the bike, they don't fit with the training wheel thing on the Bobby. 
I spent two hours. <laughs> Seriously. It was like 110, too. And I just spent like a day with these middle schoolers, you know. And it was, it was really hot. And so I'm trying to screw this thing on. And, and after about an hour and a half, I started to think, maybe I should be asking, is my wife right or not? Instead of, how can I fit this thing on? I was trying the vice. I was doing everything. I was trying to thin the thing out. I was trying to shave off stuff. I was doing like ratchets. And I was doing all this stuff. I was asking the wrong question. And I was just pounding it in. Paul and Jesus does this all the time. He says, you know, Nicodemus says, how the heck am I supposed to be born again? Am I supposed to climb back in my mom's womb? And Jesus is like, are you seriously that stupid? I'm talking about spiritual stuff. You need to be born from above. Paul is saying, are you serious? Are you seriously that silly? Did you, did I stutter? Did I just, did I, did you miss the most important thing that I have possibly, I could have said in my whole life? He says, if you say yes to the Lord, let me walk you through a timeline. You say yes to the Lord. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, Jesus is bidding you, come and die. Come and die to everything that's holding you down. Come and die to the lies that Satan has been saying since the, the beginning. Come and die to the, all the false voices that are spewed at you over media even by yourself. Come and die to all those naysayers and all those people that are saying that you can't make it or you're not good or you're not good enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not skinny enough. Or you're not tall enough. You're not, you're not, you're not short enough. You're not, you don't have a good enough voice. You don't have a, you know, you're not, your brain doesn't really function the way other people's do. You know, Come and, come, and, come and die to all of that. Those are all a bunch of liars. And Jesus says, this is an awesome word picture. And he takes baptism. And he makes it our word picture. It's so awesome. Well, we get baptism right over there. This is what was happening. This is what was happening right next door to us as Haley was up there. This is what was happening. She came up there and she was, she was Haley. She was Haley Flores. Take the water. Put it on the baby. Put it on you. I, I don't know if you've been baptized. When Malia was baptized, she was baptized at a church called Rock Harbor. And th- this was when it was exploding. There were like tons of thousands of people coming to Rock Harbor. It was, seriously, it went from 1,000 people to 5,000 people in a year. So it's just it's crazy. They had to rent out part of the Orange County Fair. They blew up a couple like of those, those, balloon, uh, those balloon pools. You know, and they put them on the ground. Because there's that many people that need to get baptized. And Malia's right there. I, people say that I was cussing. Because I was witnessing this. I was just overwhelmed. And I was like, holy. And it was, it was just crazy. Anyway, so Malia's in this line. It's like, bah, 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 and it's rock and roll. There's the music way too loud. And everybody's, rah, rah, rah. And, and, and my father-in-law grabs Malia. And she and he goes like this, boom. Because like, it's his girl, you know. Boom. Boom. She flings back up. And she's like, wait. When she's going down, she's dying to all of that. It's all lies. It's all, it's, it's a myth. It's, it's, it's not real. 
All these people that have all these different, they think they're lords and they think they're kings, they think they're masters, they think they're rulers. But Paul is saying, no, they have no power over you if you're in Jesus Christ. You die to all that. You go down under the water and it's like you are with Jesus in the grave. And all of it's dying and all of it's it's leaving. And then he says, you are now, when you come up, you are resurrection people. You are Easter people. You are people no longer enslaved. You've been freed from the matrix. You've taken the blue pill. I don't know what that, which, which one it was, but anyway. Was it blue or red? I don't even remember which is blue. You've been freed. You've been, you, your eyes are opened. We're alive. Everybody freaking smile right now. I, I am so tired of the church being grumpy. Seriously, it's, we're alive. I'm alive. I'm Geppetto, or, or Geppetto made Pinocchio. Pinocchio, he's alive. He starts dancing. He starts going, you know, he's all stoked. It don't matter what the person next to you thinks of you. It don't matter what I think of you. God, in this passage says, you are my beloved child, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I love you, I adore you, and I want to give you a life that's so electric, it's going to attract other people to it. It's going to change the world through you. And it's just by receiving. It's just, it's all on him. He does, he does the killing of your sins. He does the raising of again. And he is saying, all you need to do is not listen to the world and listen to my voice. Get into this Bible. Get into my words. Draw close to me because I'm not lying. This is real life. I want us to do something for this week. I don't know if it's, yeah, every day. I want us to either stand in front of a mirror, you could be in the grocery market, you could go anywhere you want. But at some point during your day, I want you to say, I am alive in Christ. This microphone's fading and going off my face, sorry. I'll repeat that. I am alive in Christ. Christ. I. Not just Mike Mallory, not just Rich, not just Cal. I. Am. I wasn't when I was a kid at VBS. I am. I'm not going to be when I get a little better. I'm not going to be if I go to church more. I'm not going to be fill in the blank. I am. Alive. Not dead. Electric. I am alive and then in. I can't crumple that up. Picture I had a piece of paper because that was his next song. He'd be like, what the? Anyway. In. Just picture I had a piece of paper. Oh, I got tons of paper. 
Here's Jason. He's alive in. In Christ. You see Jason. No. He's in Christ. People start seeing our Savior when we start acting like who we are. We start saying, yes, this is who I really am. We start to look like Jesus. We start to act like Jesus. We start to love like Jesus. We start to be like Jesus. There's that famous story where there's a guy. It it was at Massachusetts. I'll put it in Massachusetts. It's on the Mass Pike. There's this rock that kind of looks like a guy. And every time uh, my father was driving past it, he would see this guy just staring at this rock that looked like a face. After a couple years, that guy is just walking around town and somebody says, you know that that rock out on the Mass Pike? Your face looks like that. When we start to look at Jesus all the time, mystically, he starts to look like us and we start to look like him. We start to love like him. We start to be like him. And it may sound crazy, but that's the promise of the gospel. If we start living who we are, we become sons and daughters of God. We become God's face at the Santa Anita Mall. We become God's face at San Marino High School. We become God's face at your workplace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for making us alive in Christ. Thank you so much for the truth that through Jesus, we are dead to our sin and able to live. In Jesus' name, amen.